This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. from Studio C. These in your... You know what it is? Dimly lit room. You know where? Deep within the bowels. The Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound and today can kick off a brand new week. We're under the tutelage of our general manager, Alex Trebek. Perhaps the greatest Canadian on Earth until his untimely passing. How old was Alex? 80. 80. There's no such thing as a timely passing, really. Unless the guy's like a murderer and he gets executed. I suppose yeah. that would be timely. Well, he got better than your usual allotted time for that cancer. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Seemed like a nice feller, that Alex. I didn't know him. Saw him on the TV, though. Did we ever have him on? Did he ever have a book out or anything like that? We ever talked to Alex Trebek? <sighs> you would know, Michael. We ever talked to Alex Trebek, do you think? I think we did. A I think long we did, too. Time ago. Yeah, I want to say like... yes, too, but I can't remember why. It was memorable. Made a lasting impression. It was I put on my underwear. Pleasantly Canadian, you know? Mm-hmm. Had that uh, amicable, uh, non-threatening uh, friendliness about it. Exactly. Like America's hat tends to give off that vibe. And we ask every question in the form of a statement, mm-hmm. if I remember the uh, interview correctly. Uh, it went well. Beautiful. <laughs> um, uh, did you see this segment on 60 Minutes last night on the, uh, the, the what do they call that uh, what is the name of the plan? Project Warp Speed. Warp Speed. Yeah. I did not, actually. I thought that was really dang interesting. Did you find it entertaining? Uh, yeah. In what sense? The, well, it's it's definitely one of the biggest um, uh, projects in uh, our nation's history. It's it's up there with, you know, getting the bombers uh, uh, in the air fast during World War II sort of thing. Well, they got a four-star general in charge of it, and a very impressive, interesting dude. Mm-hmm. But the idea of getting um, uh, a vaccine out to every single human in America really fast is a lot more difficult than an idiot like me would have originally thought about it when they start digging into the details of it. And and unprecedented, too. Mm -hmm. Also, I didn't know that this vaccine we're going to take, you got to get two shots. Yeah. Yeah. You get one shot, and then 21 days you get a second shot. And for some reason, the the, the, the dispersion of the second shot is going to be... Super difficult, really. Um, huh. But there's uh, there's there's the getting it traveling around. There's the storing it the right way. There's the you know getting it to the individual places. Um, FedEx is involved in the shipping. Um, they're already busier than they've ever been in their history because of the pandemic and everybody orders everything. And this vaccine is probably going to go online right during Christmas season Great when FedEx Scott. was. Uh, overwhelmed before Christmas season even got here. So just the, the in, but they're prepared to get it to every zip code in America. They said, "Yeah, I got that uh, that son of a gun on the DVR. I'll have to check it out." I understand. Well, obviously, you just said the military's involved. So are they going to sweep across the the planes and tanks and bombers? <laughs> yes, exactly. And, uh, tanks will be involved. M wraps and the rest <laughs> of it, and just hurling vaccine cases of vaccine out the windows. But it's uh, it's quite the project. But at the very, uh, and we're going to play a clip of this later, one of the concerns is you go to all that work, you spend all those billions of dollars, you pull off this miracle of logistics, how many people are going to take it? 
because they surveyed doctors and 60% of doctors say they'll take it, but only 40% of nurses say they'll take it. Really? What is the general population going to be wow. if only 40% of nurses are willing to take it? Uh, did they offer up any reasoning for that? No. These these nurses, these uh, uncooperative, uh, <laughs> one might say naughty nurses? <laughs> I mean, what the heck? I, I, I'm surprised by that. Do you think most people will will take it? Well, uh, until you uttered that sentence I or two, for yes. sure thought most nurses would have taken it. Heck yeah, I thought, yeah, the, we're going to distribute it first to the health care providers. Everybody's heard that. Yeah, and yeah. I had assumed that that was a two-way street, that the health care <laughs> providers wanted it. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's so strange. I mean, there are so many vaccines and flu shots and the rest of it. We'll get it to uh, I need to know why they wouldn't. We'll get it to health responders first. That's all right. We'll we'll pass. What? We got the I'm vaccine. We, the no, miracle me, vaccine is here. Let me see what happens to this other person yeah, first. I'm good. I'm good. I'll just wear a mask. You uh, you go ahead and take take mine. Take two. Make yourself extra protective. Boy, I'm flabbergasted. I mean, the trial for this, uh, the big uh, Pfizer slash uh, the other company I've never heard of, uh, the, the, they're saying 90 plus percent success rate with the vaccine. Um, I understand they're going to follow up the participants for two months before getting uh, emergency approval so we'll know if there are side effects mm-hmm. because side effects generally don't manifest after two months from what i understand you have to keep the vaccine at 90 degrees below zero and so doing that as part of the distributing across the country is uh, is part of the difficulty not not every place in america is equipped to even do that ever let alone you know, uh, on a mass scale and on sure. the fly. It's difficult in places like Europe and, and the Americans. It becomes even more difficult when you consider distributing this to all over the world where refrigerated trucks may not be as abundant. Yeah. Well, join the first world. That's what I say. You know, get developed. Get developed. And then I suppose, and then this is part of it, too, is on the ground. Okay, so once you got you got enough uh, vaccine just landed there at your hospital to for every man, woman, and child in your county. Okay, now how are you going to get all those people through the place in a safe way and mm-hmm. give them the injections and all that? Wow, that'll be something to watch. Yeah, I, I don't know what it's going to look like. You're going to get it right off the bat? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I have no hesitation to. Yeah, I don't if it think went I do through either, the FDA uh, process. I have no no fear whatsoever. I I don't either. Uh, but but when if if only forty percent of people are, t- are taking it, I, you know, if if they say here's the vaccine and I'm the only one that steps forward and everybody else, I kind of think well, is there a hmm, maybe I ought to rethink this. Well, I I also think that the conversation we're having is going to be had uh, thoroughly between now and the actual jabbins. Um. So I I don't I don't feel like I'm going to be asked this afternoon. Do not call the, it jabbins. Yeah, that would help. <laughs> it's a medical term. Yeah, you have to take it in the eye. That's I just know. an unfortunate stop. A lot of people didn't read that in the vaccine. Report. Yeah, or the belly button knows your options. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I had took an online Caribbean um, medical school course. I dropped out after six weeks, but uh, so I know a fair amount about this, and uh, <laughs> I believe it would be in your tuchus and or arm. Okay. The, the the rumor of the eye injection is widely overstated. I'll bet we're going to see a public service announcement effort like nothing we've seen since World War II also. Right. With just, uh, you know, all kinds of heavyweight celebrities and politicians and whoever blanketing the airwaves and paying top dollar, I hope. Did you um, say celebrities? Now you're making me not want to take it. I guarantee it's going to be like rocking the vote. It's going to oh. be celebrities telling us, do the right thing, get your shot. Pitbull out there telling us to get our vaccinations. Pitbull. Pitbull. 
Hi, you I'm get Alyssa your shots and get chipped in case you get loose. I'm Alyssa Milano, and these are my boobs. And all three of us believe you should get the vaccine. But wait a second, a lot of celebrities are anti-vaxxers, so they might not sign on with that. <sighs> I, I, okay, fine. Will the same crowd that doesn't want to get shots for their kids for school not want to take this? I, I, yeah, if that's the case, I, I then suppose. Well, th- if that's the case, then your Hollywood crowd's going to be well, against this. I don't want to get into it, but if some of the things that make them say. What they say are present in this vaccine, the way it's preserved or the mercury or whatever the hell they're ranting and raving about. Um, well, then, yes, they'll they'll probably refuse. I don't think they're against all medication. Jenny McCarthy has very little influence on which vaccines I end up taking. Good. <laughs> I wish that were true for everyone, though. Um. The uh, some of the numbers on COVID from the weekend are not good. We'll talk about those later. Anyway, and 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 marching across Europe because of the mishandling the United States has done. Right, Trump's uh, lack of leadership. <laughs> um, there's positive, Sean. We're going to kick off the show. There's pos- I'm, I'm sorry, Michelangelo, who presses buttons, flips toggles, and pulls levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. I'm picturing. Uh, I, I think Trump knows secretly that he's already lost this election, but he's not going to go out quietly. On January 20th, he'll have some sort of LeBron-type special, like a one-hour thing where he announces he's going to leave the White House peacefully and then advertises the Trump TV network. Could be. I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Yeah. Um, There is possibly Maybe maybe even more like a a T-shirt with the new network logo to the inauguration. Unless uh, the election's overturned. Oh, boy. You can't get me to talk about that. Yeah, there's we'll posi- see. There's Tough positive guy. Sean, yeah. whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well, and uh, a bit of a, a sad day uh, at some point last week is the single longest run I had ever had with a single pair of sunglasses. Sadly, <laughs> came to an end. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I, I was notorious. Back in my my younger days, I was notorious for the your kiosk at the mall. Two, two pairs of sunglasses for 20 bucks. What could go. possibly go wrong? But I, I would treat them often as disposable things. I'd end up sitting on them, or you know, I'd wear them out on a on a boat, and they'd end up at the bottom of a river or something. God, how many bars have I left sunglasses at? Yeah, it, it was, when, I, I, when I walked in here, it was it sunny. was light when I went in. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, as the police dragged me out, it's pitch dark. But, but a couple years back, I had grown tired of my single use sunglass habit, and I, I decided to to get a a real pair of adult sunglasses. Got the uh, the Ray Bans, nothing nothing too crazy, but like it, it was about like eighty ninety bucks or whatever for the pair. And I had a great run with it, and I you know I took care of them, and I you know it, it was excellent. And then some at some point last week, they're gone. And now I just gotta go get another pair, and it sucks, but. I got to remember, I had a good run. I've had the same pair for, I think, 22 years, 20 years, whenever ah. we started doing that uh, eye care place. Well, you're kidding. They gave ah. us a free pair of sunglasses, and I've still got the pair they gave us. I guess, yeah, I have those too. I just don't use them because I'm blind now. I don't like them. I think that's why I haven't lost them. <laughs> I have left them behind places, and I think, eh, it's not worth going back. They to just show up, up on your porch them. the next and, day. And then somebody brings them the next time they come. Oh, yeah, I left them. These are our house. Okay, thanks. Mm. They, I can't get rid of them. It's interesting. And they it, were expensive. The aviators like uh, Joe Biden? No, there's some sort of goofy, doofus-looking, and they're terrible. But uh, I can't get rid of them. <laughs> I don't know why I chose them. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it get to already be Monday? Brand new week, November 9th, year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. I mean, he's not the old white guy you want, but he's still an old white guy. It's not, is it, is it that different? You wanted a Gordita Crunch and you got a Chalupa. Big deal. 
Young idiot there on a liberal comedy show. <laughs> young idiot. <laughs> I just like comparing them to Taco Bell menu items. Ah, uh, young idiot. Um, how does mailbag look? Outstanding. The people have wow, brought it. Cool. Yep. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, we'll have to look into some of the COVID stats. That's going to be the story of the rest of this year, I'm afraid. I don't want it to be. That and overturning the election. <laughs> Oh, yeah, story of the century. <laughs> On the way, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. When you wake up in the morning and the light is hurt your head. So the stock market, a lot of your stock market indicators are way up and uh some of your experts who always have a reason why things are up or down, but don't actually know, are uh, are saying it's because of the good coronavirus news, uh, the vaccine news, not the coronavirus. It's the, the coronavirus news is bad, but the vaccine news is good, and that uh, that would be a big deal. Oh, heck that yeah. would be a very big deal economically. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. On the other hand, as you indicated, quite a few people don't have any interest in it. Which is so strange to me. Wouldn't that be something if they get the vaccine going, get it around, and people won't take it? Well, that may change, though, if the next couple of months are as bad as the various medical experts are are claiming they will be. Uh But who knows? Mailbag. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from uh, Aldous Huxley. Continuing on our series uh, for that great man. This has been uh, said by uh, different people at different times in different ways, but the sentiment is undeniable and depressing. That men do not learn very much from the lessons of history is the most important of all the lessons that history has to teach. Yeah, I'm not learning that. That is a good one. Yeah. This is uh, not a freedom-loving quote of the day, but it's another Huxley quote. Maybe this world is another planet's hell. <laughs> well, Welcome. Interesting. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever contemplated that. What an odd thought that is. If this is hell, hell, that's not so bad. Let's see. Thank you, Jack and Joe, for two decades of honesty, writes Tina. You've been the most trustworthy source of current events in my adult life. I always turn to you for the facts that allow me to form my own educated opinion. Reality is sometimes hard to take. You dish it out with reason and humor. Thank you very much for your kind words. Now, moving on to the hate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don writes, I have listened to and enjoyed your show for over 10 years. Sadly, that ends today. Oh, boy. By declaring that the presidential election has been decided, you engage in the very thing you decry in the media, airing a conclusion before it is even possible to know all the facts. Sign me, disappointed. Perhaps you can find some uh, sailor or fisherman to unknot your panties for you, sir. Oh, my gosh. That's not helping. How's that helping? I don't care. What kind of outreach is that? He's listening today harder than he's ever listened before. <laughs> that is not outreach. <laughs> I don't. I will not be shamed. Did you listen to Biden the other night? We're, we're reaching out and we're trying to <laughs> uniting. Come, and... We're trying to find common ground. <laughs> My sweet honey, we are. <laughs> Mary Beth says, "I suggest ten dollars to the first staff member who, when something goes wrong, says this is Joe Biden's America." <laughs> Right, you got to wait for inauguration day, unless the election is overturned. We shall see. Uh, let's see. This one's for Positive Sean. Watched Queen's Gambit first episode just now, writes uh, Patrick. And yeah, Sean's right. It's awesome. That's the chess show? 
Uh, Judy and I started watching that over the weekend. Uh, it's great. Oh, just riveting. Loved it. Comedy, dramedy, drama, uh, not musical, comedy. <clears throat> uh, drama. Porn. And it's it's really about addiction more than it's about chess, Jack. As you explore the okay. uh, something, something. Spoiler something. alert. Although I do get the feeling that there were two guys who got together and they said, "I want to write a, 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 a series about a plucky young woman going up against sexism in her chosen field." And the one guy said, yeah, let's make it funny. The other guy said, no, no, no. Let's make it serious and about addiction and obsession. No, funny addiction, funny addiction. And the funny guy went off and wrote the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And the (laughs) addiction guy wrote this because they are... They're similar animals, Mm. but it's it's terrifically... I I like that analysis. That's good. Yeah, uh, let's see. Then this... So I've always been a positive Sean fan, right up until Friday's One More Thing podcast. He was trying to be magnanimous, I think, but just ended up being smug and condescending. Seriously made me want to vomit. That is all. Short, sweet, and to the point. Danica. Well, it had been even shorter and sweeter and to the pointer if you hadn't pointed out Mm. how short, sweet, and to the point it was. That's irony, folks. I even did a preemptive apology for, I'm sorry if this doesn't come off as intended. I'm not trying to be those things she just described. Mm. And yet you were, weren't you? Apparently I failed. Listen to this amazing stat. One in 441 Americans have tested positive for coronavirus in the last week. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. my mask on. Hold on. Who is he? Still wearing my mask. You an outlaw, mister? Um, uh, speaking of masks, we'll be talking a little bit about coronavirus coming up. The stat I hit, hit you with before the break. Last week alone, one out of 411 Americans tested positive for the coronavirus, and it's growing on a daily basis. Yikes. So uh, we're into a real weird place on that. You know, you can talk about all this election stuff that I'm completely over. I was busy last night watching The Man with the 200-Pound Tumor on television. Have you caught that show yet? No, and won't. Oh, Also, uh, I've got this article to read. Yes, you can get exercise ballroom dancing over Zoom from the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> so both wow. of those things wow. caught my interest. Wow. That's where my head is. Yeah. Yes, you can get exercise ballroom dancing over Zoom. Oh, Funny I thought you ask. couldn't. Funny you ask. What? I actually have cold-like symptoms today. I anticipated this uh, uh, that I would. We we're uh, <clears throat> I was doing manual labor all all weekend long, and it was dusty. And I had a feeling I was going to wake up today with my body attempting to sweep out the impurities. Or you have COVID. I doubt it. Coronavirus. <clears throat> I never do anything, so it'd be tough to catch it unless Judy brought it home from her damn friends and her damn things she does. <clears throat> but I doubt it. I actually ran into somebody over the weekend who uh, were, were friends, so it was a very light touch, but sort of suggested that it was uh, not cool to uh, to put your kid in a school where they're actually having class and subject them to the possibility of catching coronavirus, which I thought was interesting. Back off, man. As we're headed toward a world where we're going to follow the science. Uh, a lot of the science says you're better off in the class classroom. But no. Science! No, just one kind of scientist. And we're going to listen to them as if they have the monopoly on all uh, knowledge and wisdom. 
All right, speaking of controversial topics, so you got the whole election. It was last week, if, if you've been out of town. Um, and, uh, and you've it, been out of town. It would appear that the, uh, the young man from Delaware, Joe Biden, has bested the, the president. The young man from Delaware. Also, if you're on another planet with the COVID, uh, they, they rushed into action a number of different voting methods. Which has led us to, and the election was quite close, which has led us to a place where there are quite a number of people claiming uh, vote fraud uh, of various sorts. Uh, I'm dying to give you my take on it. Before I do, before we do, uh, this would be one Sidney Powell. She is an attorney. Perhaps you remember her from the ongoing Michael Flynn trial. She is his new attorney that's been fighting hard for him. Uh, And here she is talking about the voting. Yes, there has been a massive and coordinated effort to steal this election from we, the people of the United States of America, to delegitimize and destroy votes for Donald Trump, to manufacture votes for Joe Biden. They have done it in every way imaginable, from having dead people vote in massive numbers to absolutely fraudulently creating ballots that exist only voting for Biden. We've identified at least 450,000 ballots in the key states that miraculously only have a mark for Joe Biden on them and no other candidate. If you look at Florida, where things were done right, you can see that that's how the rest of the country should have gone. So uh, that was uh, one of her many uh, appearances on TV over the weekend. It, it is a, there is a 100% certainty that there was some cheating and vote fraud. Uh, there always is, and I suspect uh, rather strongly there was more than usual this time. Um, I also think it is extremely unlikely that there was enough of it to turn enough states to change the result. Um, but to the extent that it occurred, it needs to be investigated, 100%. And it is, as you can hear from her, being investigated rather rigorously. Uh, and I have no doubt about that. The, the Republican Party is is plenty interested in the question. Trust me. Having said that, there is a lot of uh, Russian trollery and misinformation going on uh, online right now. And, you know, once you get good at spotting it, you can spot it. But just be careful what you believe. Second thing is... This whole deal is a giant fundraising lever. Zillions of dollars are flowing across the electrons of the Internet right now based on this fight, not to mention the upcoming uh, Georgia primary. So, you know, just understand that you are being manipulated by people who, who need you for various purposes. That gal right there. She's an attorney. She's litigating an idea. She did not come as an expert witness to report on what she'd seen personally or knew to be true. She was litigating a point. So those of you who are like crazy angry at us that we're not on the, 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 the we're not on the parade. We're not screaming the election was stolen. I need to see good evidence. The election wasn't does, stolen. Does that strike you as crazy? No, the election wasn't stolen. Um, so I'm not even going to dignify that with a remark. Write your angry emails to Jack. Yeah, feel free. Um, make them as long as you want. Use a lot of big words. <laughs> All caps, if you like. Many links. <laughs> I like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, trust me. There'll be links. Lots of links. <laughs> so there's new fight. My favorite kind of link, sausage. So uh, <laughs> since you actually watch it on a moment-by-moment basis, what is actually happening with the stock market as we speak? 
Uh, start, Doing very well. It's what uh, I see. S and P and Dow are up big. Nasdaq is up very little. It's pretty clear that the money's going from the big tech stuff into the more traditional kind of Dow and S and P companies. Buy hmm. or sell. <laughs> I suppose a combination Depending. of the combination of the election being over and uh, the good news on the vaccine front. Guaranteed. Yeah. Huh? Usually these explanations are a little oversimplified, but this one's pretty sound. The, the futures were not this big until the Pfizer announcement this oh, morning. Oh, yeah, they just went kerblooey. I happen to be listening in real time. Yeah, the Wall Street Journal is giving all the credit to the Pfizer announcement, which says they've got a vaccine that appears will work in more than 90% of cases. That's a lot. That's I'll a take good, it. That's a good efficacy rate. That means 9 out of 10 people who get the vaccine will gain immunity from it. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm surprised it's only, well, they say over 90. So like 90.1 or 99? Well, according previously, experts had said anything that would have been 60 to 70% would have been a huge win. So 90% okay. is like, what? There you Fantastic. Go. A little perspective. Over 90%. And, uh, over 90% probably means less than 95, but in yeah, it's, it's not 99%. And governments were ready to approve a vaccine with a 50% efficacy rating. You get a shot if it's 50-50 likely it works, but the other 50% chance is it grows another arm out of your head. All right. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say it depends on what the side effects might be. I mean, if it's uh, virtually without side effects or you get a headache for an hour, I'd take a 50-50. Why not? Sure. Well, what's the downside? Hedge my bets. Unless there is a downside, as right. you said. Yeah. Which they're keeping a good eye on. But 90% is super high, so that'd be pretty awesome. That could change everything. I just wish there were some sort of genetic test or you could, you know, pee on a stick or something, and it would tell you. Can, you. you can pee on a stick. Nobody can stop you. <laughs> and I have in days past, but uh, for this, this purpose. This is America. I wish you could find out you're like an A, B, C, or D. Right. An A being you'll be asymptomatic and, and just, you'll be fine. You won't even know you have the damn thing. And then a D is, you know, get your affairs in order or something in between. I, I know quite well three people who've gotten the vid, well, actually four, uh, like in the last two weeks. And I have seen asymptomatic and hospitalized. And one guy was in between who I need to check on. The guy was asymptomatic. How did he find out he had it? Uh, because his coworker had it, and they had everybody get tested. Okay, because otherwise you wouldn't. And he came up positive and said, this is crazy. I feel great. Huh. And then another buddy of mine, again, was spent, uh, I mean, he had a, a fever, a high fever for, it was like nine days before he was admitted to the hospital. Um, and that, uh, you know, obviously it could have gone the other way. Thank God he's all right. I still don't really know anybody who's had it at all, but that's because I don't know very many people. My world is very small. Mm. But um, uh, if that stat is stiff arm, if that is true, that last week, one in 441 Americans tested positive because we've had so many days over 100,000 in a row including yesterday, mm-hmm. new records every day. Yeah. That is amazing. Hospitalizations and, are rising rather oh, quickly, too, yeah. for those of you who, like us, want to know how much increase in testing has there been. An excellent question. By a lot, hospitalizations are going up. Yeah, not good. And deads are on the rise. The cases up 59% on your 14-day rolling average. Up almost 60%. Mm. That is just, that's a stunning number. And that's a rolling average. Yeah. Meaning it's slow to rise and fall. And that's it's the been point high average. for quite a few days. So um, 29 states are have set weekly records last week. And hospitalizations have doubled since mid-September. That's, that's just amazing. 
Same thing's happening in Europe, by the way. Mm-hmm. If you want to blame it on anybody. The virus is just going to freaking do what the virus does. You know, I, we rarely pat ourselves on the background here, but uh, you remind me with the whole uh, things are skyrocketing in Europe. They have a crisis because shutting down again. You know the story's probably. Uh, we've been trying to tell you for a long time that all these stories about Look at the red states. They've got a surge. Ha uh-huh, ha, they're stupid. Then look at the blue states with their failures. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just everybody's been taking turns. Yeah. And the thing goes and falls and rises and falls and rises. And and will until, you know, either herd immunity or good vaccines happen or therapy's so good you don't care whether you have it or not. Uh, but you know, on we go. Let's hope this uh this big story turns out to be true and as promising as it sounds. The vaccine? Yeah, yeah, right, sorry. Uh, we'll talk more about it later, but as uh, Dr. Gottlieb was talking on Face the Nation yesterday, uh, Joe Biden is going to inherit a, you know, a really bad corona situation. It's going to be at pretty much the peak of how bad it's been the entire time mm-hmm. as he's sworn in. Also, all the people I know that make a lot more money than me say we've got a financial reckoning coming that is going to be huge at some point. What if I don't want a financial record? So Joe Biden could inherit. Can I opt out? The worst of the worst pandemic in a hundred years mm-hmm. and a financial crash of epic proportions. Oh, boy. That could land on his lap whether he likes it or not. Mm-hmm. Not his causing, but, you know, you know how you get blamed for these things. Luckily, he's young and vigorous. <laughs> Oh, you should handle it with a plum. <laughs> anyway, we got uh, plenty more on a bunch of different fronts. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. One thing they will not say at my funeral is, oh, he was taken from us too soon. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm 79 years old. I've had one hell of a good life, and I've enjoyed it. Alex Trebek, who died over the weekend at 80. He was 79 when he recorded that, being diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. And he uh, he got on the uh, the good side of the odds, living longer than a year, which the vast majority of people don't. Taped his last show just a couple of weeks ago. And the final show will be aired on Christmas Day. How's that for charming? But that gets good ratings. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So fine show. I got a lot of great memories of Jeopardy. Sitting there with friends at a bar, playing playing along, mm-hmm. s- sipping beers, and have they named a new host? No, they have uh, announced that they will not be naming a new host for now. Okay, you got to let the dust settle. Um. Uh... I am uh, I'm so not interested in talking about presidential politics. I am very interested and will be for the rest of my life in governance and policy. Mm-hmm. I have lost all. I feel like when I decided I no longer was interested in golf. After being a passionate golfer for many, many years, I just decided, you know, I have no interest in this anymore. That's the way I feel about presidential politics. It just makes me miserable all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I'm still here to stand up for America. No, as I said, I have complete interest in governance and policy, which actually matter. The name-calling and uh, suggestions of uh, spinning polls and stuff, I just, I've lost complete interest in Oh, I hear that. Uh, I think the difference between us is 
there has been a major change in policy and governance in terms of voting systems. And I think we're in a very dangerous place, and that needs to be dealt with. But we'll talk about that more later. Um, uh, duh, the NBA, remember they just wrapped up the season, it seems like, two days ago? Mm-hmm. Well, the next season starts, like, in two days. What? I mean, that's an exaggeration, but not much. I mean, Too soon? LeBron James just hoisted the trophy, and here in a couple of weeks, the next NBA season starts. The NBA will return to the real world in December, which is just a couple of weeks ago, weeks away. With a 72-game season, um, th- th- it's all about salvaging the league's lucrative Christmas games because there's so much money in the Christmas Day games. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a shift in plans from as recently as last month when they were planning on starting in January or later, but they decided they need the money. They aren't going to be able to have fans in the arena where they make billions of dollars. They're going to lose those billions of dollars because there aren't going to be fans in the arena next year like a lot of people thought there might be. So they're going to try to save some money with Christmas Day. By uh, starting the season here again in a couple of weeks. It's got to be a weird feeling for the players. I guess if you didn't win the championship, though, you're thinking, okay, cool. Yeah, you didn't play for a while. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Everything's so strange. Yeah, can, there was... can they have like 500 really rich guys pay five grand each to come and watch the game? Has anybody experimented with doing that? Oh, that'd be cool. That wouldn't add up to much, though. Mm, wait a minute. 500 times of that. So you do the math. I would well, be willing and- to take that money if uh, anybody, if, if any wealthy sports fans are out there looking to start the experiment. Let's- NBA tickets are already way more expensive than, than I can believe, having been to a handful of games in the last several years. But so, again, the season just ended. The draft is November 18th, so that's in nine days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in nine days, they're going to have the draft. The season just ended. On December 1st, which is just a couple of weeks away, uh, training camp's open. Training camp op- uh, training camp opens a couple of weeks after the NBA championship. It's amazing. Uh, and then a Why don't they just hold the draft at the halftime of the first game? <laughs> <laughs> and then have those players who were drafted play in the second half. I mean, you got to get moving. Or they should have done a double header: Game Seven of the NBA Finals, and then Game One of the next season. <laughs> Fifteen minutes later, involving those two teams, and uh, shower the champagne off you boys. We're tipping off in ten minutes, and they're not doing the bubble thing. Obviously, they're going to be traveling around. They'll still they'll have the same problems the NFL has with various people getting the the COVID and all that sort of stuff. Uh, they, they're trying to get the finals end in time for the opening ceremony of the Tokyo Olympics, which so far are still going to happen July 23rd. I don't know if there'll be any fans for the Tokyo Olympics, but there you go. It's a summer games, I assume. So uh, for my brilliant idea, they would clear $2.5 million. If you could get 500 rich guys to pay $5,000 per seat to come watch the games, you have one concession stand open. Or not even that. Have one gal, you know, work her way around the arena. Now nah, you'd probably have a concession stand up, and and have a skeleton staff, skeleton security. I mean, it's not like two of these rich guys are going to square off because they're in gangs. Probably a staff probably. of skeletons. <laughs> I'd, I'd pay just to go for that. You're going to have trouble getting me to watch the game. How come right. only the rich guys get to experience this <laughs> staff of skeletons? Why am I going to watch a two couple of middling teams on a Monday night play when I got skeletons walking exactly. around? Exactly, handing you a beer. <laughs> Here you go, clack, clack, clack. Buy a beer, say, hey, have one for yourself. And he drinks it, it just goes all over the floor. <laughs> Does anybody have uh, s- uh, substantive information on how the very few NFL fans in the stadiums got their tickets? Is it a lottery? Are the tickets incredibly expensive? Are they or what? friends? 
friends of the team. I don't know. But there are a handful. I happen to be watching uh, Dallas and Pittsburgh. Whale of a game, by the way. Whale of questionable officiating. Um, And uh, Dallas is one of the few stadiums that has folks in it. Mm. Uh, And it was uh, charming. Good to see people yelling. Yeah, from what I understand from reading the NBA article in the Wall Street Journal, it's uh, like everything else. It's a county by county thing, whatever your county allows. So if your county allows a group this size, well, then you can have more people. If your county doesn't, you can't. Mm. Varies from stadium. The, 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 the league doesn't get to decide that. Right. Varies from stadium to stadium, but it seems mostly season ticket holders get the first crack and then a lottery after that. Ah, God, aren't okay. the NBA, NBA players, though, coming back just weeks after the last season, going to be really going through the motions? You dribble the ball down. Uh, how about you do it? Uh, I'll just take a step. Whee! Traveling good. Give them the ball. Hey, I, I, <laughs> I got a question for everybody listening to the show who has, works for a living. How long was your off season? No. Oh! Yeah, mine too. Oh! You're right. Yeah, I showed up today, and I'm going through the motions. <laughs> So the NBA guys can do it, too. Well, that's kind of my point, though. Yeah, we all go through the motions because we go to work every single day. They're, they're, they're supposed to bring a certain passion and energy that you you build up during the offseason. I'm not yeah. sure they're going to have any of it. We can Is that see what the, they do during the offseason? We can see the most lackluster effort we've ever seen out of professional athletes. Yeah, because the NBA regular season is usually so passionate and skillful. Plays. No fans and just finished. They'll be walking down the court, eyes half closed. And they're dead to me, too. Armstrong and Getty.